Buckle up. You are about to enter the Draws Cast podcast. Your host, author, and motivational speaker, Jeff Drozowski, will transport you through the world of motivation and leadership, always keeping an eye on having some fun, too. Sometimes with a guest, other times just Jeff. Either way, you will leave better equipped to succeed than when you came in. Here he is, the Draws, Jeff Drozowski. Hello and thank you, author, motivational speaker, trainer, coach, video blogger, and podcaster, Jeff Drozdowski here, and welcome back to the show, the Drozcast Podcast, speaking of motivation and leadership. After a week that saw us interview rock star speaker and best-selling author Jim Knight, we're going to jump back into the leadership topic uh, in this episode, which will be item number five in my 10-step leadership series. The topic today will be the importance of effective communication as a leader. Before we do, a few notes. The Draws cast continues to grow. We had three new countries download a few episodes of the Draws cast, Nicaragua, Ireland, and Germany. Welcome inside the Draws cast. As every day passes and every download happens, we are growing. The interview with Jim Knight was a real barn burner as far as downloads go. It was number one download for me by a long shot as my audience speaks, uh, I will listen, and I will continue to work on getting more interviews, which will allow you to listen to more things of interest for you. Want to help support the Drawscast? Shop on Amazon. All you have to do is go to my website, drawstalks.com, and click on this podcast slash episode 19. It is titled Powerfully Communicate, Part 1, The Nonverbals. This blog and all blogs are found in the blog section of the site. There will be a link or several links in the blog for featured items based on advertising agreements or episode relevance. Exactly how you support the Drawscast is spelled out before you click on the link. In the next episode, we are going to be announcing another sponsor and in turn another opportunity for you to support the Drawscast. Again, this is episode 19, Powerfully Communicate, Part 1. The Nonverbals, number five in a 10-part leadership topic series. The first four, if you haven't had a chance to download them yet, was Being a Servant Leader, Lead by Example, Treat Your People Well, and then Leading with a Sense of Humor. As we always do with episodes that have an interview in them, no homework or call to action was required for you after the Jim Knight interview. So speaking of Jim Knight, let's talk about that interview for just a few minutes. I have known Jim for the better part of eight years. Until the interview, the level of our interaction slowly grew from hellos at trainers conferences to small conversations to questions specific to our industry that is speaking, authoring, uh, and mentoring. And now I consider Jim a mentor and a friend as I continue to establish myself in the speaking, authoring, and mentoring industry. With all that said, I found my interview with him fascinating because he was willing to answer any question and answer them honestly, including the tough ones. One of the tougher ones that I asked him was the mistakes that he had made as a leader or director at his previous position, which was the Hard Rock Cafe. And if you want to hear the answer to that or any of the other questions, go to episode 18, my interview with Jim Knight, and uh, listen to that interview. It was very very telling interview. I also relearned a lesson that relates to leadership during that interview. That lesson, get to know the people that work for you. I learned more about Jim in the 90 minutes we spent together than I did in all my other conversations with him combined. 
because we sat down and through the interview process, I got to know him a lot better. He is a very smooth and professional speaker, both in front of the mic and on stage. This I already knew and expected as we sat down, but I also found him down to earth, approachable and willing to help on a personal level to help me and to help you and anybody else reach your hopes and dreams like we all should as leaders. Jim is also thoughtful and able to express those thoughts in easy to understand terms. So basically he is a very good communicator, both verbally and as I found out sitting across from him, non-verbally as well. That my friends is the segue into our topic for today, being able to powerfully communicate just like today's episode title suggests. For context today, we will concentrate on one part of the communication field, and that is the nonverbals. To set the record straight, nonverbal communication makes up about 93% of how we communicate with others, whether we want to believe that or not. You will see in the examples that actions do truly speak louder than words. It is baked into our human condition. We evaluate others subconsciously and consciously based on their actions and tone in their voice. It is an indelible truth about how we are as a species. Effective leadership in any business or undertaking requires knowing how to communicate with all elements of the organization, including everyday employees, managers, customers, investors, ownership, all different levels we need to effectively communicate. Each group may require a different communication style or a leadership style, but leadership or leaders must be able to adapt based on the group that they are communicating with at that time. However, one item that needs to be consistent regardless of what level the organization you are communicating with is your nonverbal communication. Effective communication skills are an important aspect of any leader's portfolio of skills and experience. Nonverbal communication is one of the most important because people believe your actions more than your words. Verbal communication is the most obvious form of communication. However, research has shown people pay much less attention to the words that are said and much more attention to the actions and nonverbal cues that accompany those words. There are many different types of nonverbal communication, and I'm going to touch on five of them for you today. The first one is facial expressions. Facial expressions are universal. The human face is extremely expressive, able to express countless emotions without saying a word. And unlike some forms of nonverbal communication, facial expressions, as I just mentioned, are universal. There are facial expressions for happiness, sadness, anger, surprise, fear, disgust, and many others. And those reactions, those expressions that you see on people's faces are the same across all cultures. Number two is body movements and posture. Consider how your perceptions of people are affected by the way that they sit, walk, stand, hold their head, shrug, uh, many, many different ways that people are expressing themselves to you with their body movements and posture. The way you move and carry yourself communicates a wealth of information to the world. This type of nonverbal communication includes, again, your posture, your bearing, your stance, and your subtle movements. They all make up what your nonverbals are telling the people that you're speaking to. Number three are gestures. Gestures are woven into the fabric of our daily lives. We wave, point, beckon, and use our hands when we're arguing or speaking animately, expressing ourselves with gestures often without thinking. 
keep in mind that the meaning of those gestures can be very different across cultures and regions. So as a leader, it is important to be careful to avoid being misinterpreted, especially in today's workplace, which is growing every day in its diversity and makeup. The next one is eye contact. Since the visual sense is dominant for most people, eye contact is an especially important type of nonverbal communication. The way you look at someone can communicate many things, including interest, hostility, or whether you are telling the truth or not. Eye contact is also important in maintaining the flow of conversation and for gauging other people's interests and how you respond to them. It can also have negative connotations. A personal example for you here. I love to study human nature. I love to study people's reactions, whether it's in a conversation or whether I'm looking at people from a distance. Uh, it is just something that I've always found fascinating. So because of that, in a lot of my conversations that I've had over the years, I include a lot of eye contact as I speak to people, not because I'm trying to be a creeper or I'm trying to stare somebody down. It's just I am constantly evaluating people again because it is just something of a high interest in my life. So many, many years ago, I had a coworker tell me that, hey, you know what? You stare at people. And I thought to myself, I don't stare at people. So I had to think about it for a while, evaluate my actions, and I could tell or get an idea of why this coworker of mine thought that I would stare at people, not just her, but with anybody as I have conversations. A lot of it had to do with the length of my eye contact. Again, constantly evaluating people. So at least in American culture, if your eye contact is longer than three seconds or so, people begin to get uncomfortable. And that's what she was expressing to me. Since that conversation, I have been ever mindful of this. And from the time of my conversation with that coworker, I consciously am aware not to overextend my eye contact during those conversations. The next item is touch. We communicate a great deal through touch. Think about the messages given by the following. A weak handshake. It's not a positive thing when somebody gives you a weak handshake. A timid tap on the shoulder. A warm bear hug. A reassuring slap on the back. A negative one would be a patronizing pat on the head like, oh, there, there. Or I'm better than you, so I'm just patting you on the head. Or another one would be a controlling grip on the arm. I am a gregarious, fun-loving person, so I tend to hug people more than is typical. So especially in the workplace, I need to be aware that not all people are like me and hug and, and make eye contact and give firm handshakes, pats on the back. That does make uh, some people feel uncomfortable. So again, I'm ever cognizant of that. The next one is space. Have you ever felt uncomfortable during a conversation because the other person was standing too close and invading your space? We all have a need for physical space. In American culture, uh, two feet is about the spatial divide that we like to have people who are speaking to so we feel comfortable talking to them and not feel like they're getting in our personal space. That's going to differ depending on your culture. It's also going to depend on the situation. It will also depend on the closeness of your relationship. You can use physical space to communicate many different nonverbal messages, including signals of intimacy and affection, aggression, dominance, or other items as well. So as far as where I fall into this, 
I have had enough people tell me in my life experiences that I probably get in their space a little bit too much. So again, I'm always cognizant of that. And I think a lot of that for me personally has to do with the fact that I'm much taller than most people that I speak to. For those of you who haven't seen me or met me, I'm about six foot four to six foot five and I tower over a lot of people and sometimes I get a little bit closer and look right over the top of them. So again, I am ever cognizant of that. Lastly, the item that I wanted to touch on here regarding nonverbal communication is voice. Folks, it's not just what you say, it's how you say it. When we speak, other people are reading our voices in addition to listening to our words. Things they pay attention to include your timing, your pace, how loud you speak, your tone and your inflection, and sounds that convey understanding such as ah or "Uh uh-huh. Yep, the nods, you know, there are people who respond like that all the time. And people are evaluating whether you understand them based on that small feedback that you give them. There are other things in tone of voice that are to be considered, including sarcasm, anger, affection, or confidence. We all hear that in people's voices. So what I'd like you to do is do a little test. Uh, And for those of you who are dog lovers, who have dogs, you may know this, maybe not, but... Or you can probably look this up uh, on YouTube as well. But uh, watch people as they talk to dogs. And dogs react to tone of voice much more than they do what is actually being said to them. So you could say to them in a very snarly tone, I love you. I think the best of you. You're such a good dog. But watch their reaction as you say it to them like that. And they will recoil because they'll think that you are angry at them. That is tone of voice in its full effect. And we do that as well as people listening to tone of voices. So to tie all this up, I would like to tell you about my experiences as a trainer and as a speaker. I have spoken to people from entry-level positions such as dishwashers to CEOs. I have had to speak to them all in different terms and in different ways to get them to understand what my message is for that particular day. But it didn't matter to any of those groups what the message was because I could speak to them in their language, but whether they really believed me or not had to do with the nonverbals that I was giving them as well. Did they believe what I was telling them? And that was all being evaluated on whether my gestures, my tone of voice, uh, the way that I conducted myself, the way that I looked, the confidence that I gave, all those things that we look at uh, when we are evaluating people on a nonverbal level. That is one of the real challenges as a leader, though, getting your people to believe in you and push toward the goal that you have set for them. And one of the greatest ways that you can do that is not only giving them that firm, clear message, which we will talk about more in the next Drawscast, but also providing the consistent uh, nonverbal cues that tell them that you are confident in what you're speaking of. The Drawscast quote of the day. All right. So great subject, great topic, and a lot of interest out there in nonverbal communication. So I have three quotes for you here today. Uh, The first one is from a gentleman by the name of Ralph Waldo Emerson. What you do speaks so loud that I cannot hear what you say. Speaking to nonverbal communication. The second one is from Ludwig Wittgenstein. The human body is the best picture of the human soul. And lastly, Leonard Ladenau says, nonverbal communication forms a social language that in many ways is richer and more fundamental than our words. So all of them reaffirm the fact 
that nonverbal communication is extremely, extremely important. So your homework or call to action today will be a little bit different than what I usually ask you. I'd like you to do a little bit of internet research. Go to YouTube and find two or three speakers that you've heard of or maybe that you haven't heard of and listen to what they have to say for a few minutes and then go back and watch their nonverbal cues. Are their nonverbal cues lining up with what they say and do you believe them based on those nonverbal cues? Uh, An example of what I mean by this is very current as of this recording, and that is from Ohio State University football coach Urban Meyer. And American football coach Urban Meyer is an extremely successful football coach, but he has gotten himself into some real hot water over the last month or so prior to this recording. Uh, because of some actions that he had taken with his assistant coach and how his assistant coach reacted to certain domestic situations. So Urban Meyer, because of his actions, was suspended for three games. And what I'd like you to do is go to YouTube and look at his press conference immediately after he was suspended. And he reads a statement and the words say one thing, but Urban Meyer's body language says something very, very different. Uh, and that is exactly what we're talking about when we say how important nonverbal communication is. So Urban Meyer, U-R-B-A-N, Meyer, M-E-Y-E-R, Ohio State University football. Uh, going back to what you're going to be looking at, if you find one that is really, really interesting to you, feel free to send me the link from YouTube over at uh, Jeff at DrawsTalks.com, and I will take a look at it. As leaders and communicators, our messages need to be easily understood and comprehended. You have to believe what you are saying because people will believe you based on your nonverbal cues. With each download and subscription, we are expanding the Drawscast Nation. Please tell your friends. We had such a good response from the Jim Knight interview. I'd like to keep that momentum going. If you're looking for the best way to get all of my videos, please go to my YouTube channel, Jeff Drozdowski. I put a lot of those and really most of those videos on the social media sites, uh, but the YouTube channel is a great spot for everything video. Again, simple, Jeff Drozdowski. As always, at the end, I want to thank you for downloading my podcast. I consider it an honor to have you listen to what I have to say. Uh, It really is exhilarating, and it's great to know uh, that there are people out there, ever more people out there listening to what you have to say. So until next time, this is you succeeding. Keep it up. Kyla, close us out, please. Thank you for being part of the Drawscast. Check out Jeff's website, DrawsTalks.com, to find out more about booking Jeff for your next event. Also at DrawsTalks.com, you can purchase Jeff's book, Inspired, How Our Differences Are Changing the Workplace, or inquire about Jeff's training programs and personal or executive coaching. All of Jeff's video blogs can be seen on his YouTube channel, Jeff Drozowski. Thank you, and bye for now.